Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. This is Peyton Signego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Tuesday. It is Monday, part two, electric boogaloo. Or I suppose that would be giving Tuesday a bad rap there, which I don't want to do. Tuesday is a is a fine day. I don't mind a good Tuesday. <laughs> I suppose it, again, doesn't necessarily matter quite yet whether or not the days of the week are any good, simply because we haven't actually done anything that warrants needing to know what days of the week are are or when it is. Uh, that all changes in a week or so for me when I am starting my college classes and I actually have to pay attention to what day things are happening on again, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it. I mean, I haven't been paying attention to what day it is for so long that I don't know if I'm able to anymore. I mean, I had to a bit for our summer camps here at Story Arc, but I felt like I just got into a rhythm where I wasn't really paying attention to what day it was. I just knew that, oh, this day I have to do this, and then I wouldn't pay attention to anything else surrounding it, which, you know, my bad. <laughs> but I uh, I don't know. I wasn't thinking about having that later down the line. I'd actually have to go in and know what day it is, and now I'm a little lost, which uh, is unfortunate, but hopefully I'll get back into the swing of things soon enough, uh, or else I guess I'll just uh, not know what day it is for any of my classes and uh, inevitably mess up. So, who knows? <laughs> Speaking of college, I've been uh, dismantling and, and packing my room and things uh, for the past few hours, and mm, it's weird. Uh, you never get used to it. Fun fact about me is I've moved a lot in my life. I've been all over the place. And uh, it's always weird. You know, my packing skills have definitely gotten sharper and I can pack pretty quickly. But other than that, you know, you'd think uh, I'd just be used to like, oh, my room's just empty for a bit, but it's still such a weird feeling. I suppose it's also good to note that I'm packing up the room that I've been sort of stuck in for all of quarantine pretty much. So maybe it's just the fact that I've been so used to the way everything was that now that it's changed, it's a little off. Could be. I don't know. I'm not here to look into the, I don't know, psychology of it. I'm just here to crack jokes. (laughs) I think I'm not doing great at either of those things at the current moment. So apologies. Let's move on. As my, uh, date for college move-in approaches more and more every uh, day, or rather, I guess every minute. That's how time works. Congratulations. I think I finally figured it out. I would just like to take a minute to think about how cute my cat is. Can we all just have a minute for tapioca? Yeah, that was good. Did you think about her in that second? Because I sure hope you did. I know I was thinking about her. Uh, She's not gone or anything. She's just in a different room right now. So I thought it was important to uh, take a minute to think about her and just remember that we here at the COVID Operation Cast, I I say we as if there are multiple people involved, but it's just me and my cat. (laughs) But if I don't say we, I think that really diminishes what she does here as the co-host. And I don't want to do that because she deserves her due respect as well. She puts in a lot of effort to make as much noise in the background as possible at any given point in time. And that's a hard job, okay? It's a not any small cat can do that. But Tapioca and her abnormally stubby legs do the job just perfectly well. And uh, I think she deserves her respect and uh, a salute. So that's what that segment was, was just me talking about how much I love my cat, which is uh, not uncommon. Anyway, it's Tuesday, and that means that it is time for more writing tips or you know, writing. Tuesday is a writing day, I think. Okay, well, anyway, uh, I thought to 
go into now a little bit of a little bit of a writer's lesson slash advice corner. So yeah, let's uh, let's do that. <laughs> so this was a point that was uh, brought up during the creative writing intensive that ended a bit ago, but you know, uh, tomato tomato. Uh, and we were we were talking about how to write, you know, uh, compelling characters and how to develop them and and so forth and so on. And I've talked about this a lot just because I'm very character oriented when I write, and I very much enjoy a good character building session. And I do it a lot. I'm very into character design. I'm very into you know, world building and all of that. And it's just sort of a thing that makes me happy. But uh, one of our students brought up that they were interested in knowing or, you know, hearing about how we write compelling villains or how we write, you know, the bad guys or the antagonists in any given scenario. And ooh, it was interesting. So here I am about to rehash those points because I like them and I think that they can be good information. So again, a little bit of a disclaimer because I like to start off my things with this is that this is all my process and what works for me may not work for you and I apologize if it doesn't but this is how I run my ship and <laughs> and it's ship shape for me but it might not be ship shape for you because your ship might be a different kind of ship your boat might be a sailboat while mine is a little, little tiny pirate ship that is stuck in a bottle please let me out anyway uh hmm. villains are an interesting bunch I think interesting little guys. But I think that the most important part when it comes to them is that you build them pretty much the same way you build your characters. They need to have a realistic motivation, a realistic backstory, and a, you know, realistic reason for why they go into their specific brand of villainy. Now, what I mean by that is that, you know, you want to have a villain that people can say, okay, I, I see what you're doing there, for the most part. Uh, the best villains, I think, are ones that people can see why they do it and realize that it's sort of that the end goal that they want isn't necessarily bad per se, but that the means don't justify the ends. Um, for example, I think good villains are when they are like, I just want my village to be happy per se, but they think that to do that, they need to brainwash everyone into thinking that they're happy. Not exactly the best uh, way to get people to be happy, my guy. Uh, <laughs> people kind of like their free will. And so in that scenario, it's that, okay, I can see that you have some sort of good you know, motivation behind it. You do have a sort of goal in mind and it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. You know, I could get behind that. You want people to be happy. You want peace. Cool. But the way you're doing it is definitely negative and that makes you a villain or an antagonist. Now, of course, every story doesn't exactly have that sort of uh, wholesome, I guess, you know, end goal for their antagonist. But, you know, there are the ones where it's like, I want world domination. And in those cases, it's like, okay, why? We want to know the why behind it. And that makes a character or villain much more interesting. Because if we don't know why they're doing something or they're doing it because they're like, well, I'm just evil and that's just what I want. It's like, ah, okay, you're just not a very interesting character then. And there's less of an option for the, you know, hero to come in and sort of, I don't know, deal with that. For the most interesting sort of back and forth and the most interesting sort of uh, protagonist versus antagonist, I think we as an audience need to know why your antagonist is doing something and, well, A, what their goal are and also what the stakes are uh, for both them and the stakes that they're setting up in the world around them. 
So, for example, uh, if you're doing something where it's like, okay, cool, my villain wants world domination, and they want it because uh, it's, they think it's the only way to impress their parents. <laughs> And your hero definitely does not want them to have world domination because in doing this world domination thing, the antagonist has destroyed the protagonist's hometown. Stakes there are the antagonist is very clearly destroying things that mean a lot to people. And your protagonist knows this and knows that if they don't stop them, they will continue to destroy things that are important to other people. And hey, there you go easy conflict and we also understand it and we can we even if we don't exactly know the reasons why the villain is doing things at the start or even you know even towards the middle maybe finding that out towards the end can really humanize an antagonist and make them seem more believable and more well-rounded now again this doesn't necessarily work in every scenario because sometimes it's like yeah you're just kind of a bad person and that can work you know your chaotic evil villains can work and in those cases it's just i'm just doing this because i'm having fun now those kinds of villains can be very interesting and they can have a lot of fun, you know, writing it and doing it. And you can have a lot of interesting battles, you know, between good and evil in those cases. But it's important to also recognize that, you know, you should still have things that ground them in the real world and, uh, you know, make them believable. Basically, that's what you want to do is you just want to have a villain who's as well-rounded as your main character or your characters or, you know, whatever. All of that just to say pretty much write them the same way you write your protagonists where they need to have believable motivations and everything needs to be smooth slick and to the point I, I hope some of that was at least a little bit useful again that's just sort of what i do is i just try to focus on the three main points of what my villain wants why they want it and what are they willing to do to get it so what why stakes uh, easy peasy i think and then from there you can really build out and i personally enjoy a villain that has a a sort of foiled version of, you know, the hero in the motivation and goal aspect of it, where uh, both of them are like, okay, we have similar backgrounds. And it's like, okay, both of us uh, lost our parents. And in the case of the protagonist, uh, they lost their parents. And then they recognized that, okay, that was very upsetting, but I need to move forward in my life but the antagonist is like you know what no i'm actually gonna learn necromancy and bring my parents back to life cool uh not necessarily villainy in that instance but say now your antagonist is like okay in order to do that i have to kill 15 people's parents to you know go on very dark uh, <laughs> to do that and your protagonist is like buddy uh, you know we, we both went through the same thing, but I'm handling it very differently than you are. And I'm not going to kill 15 people's parents for necromancy reasons. And it's like, oh, that could be very interesting. And it's very complicated and convoluted and not necessarily answering all three of those points. But hey, you know, uh, basic jumping off point. <laughs> Now, again, your antagonist can also be, like, nature or yourself. Uh, this is mostly, I think, for, like, uh, you know, your big, like, dystopian YA novels or your fantasy novels or that sort of thing. That's where I see a lot of these examples come into play. And, uh, of course, I come from the basis of a D&D &D player, so naturally a lot of the examples I come up with are fantasy-based. Oops. <laughs> That's who I am as a person. Sorry. But, again, I, I don't know if that was just a jumbled ramble or if any of it was actually moderately helpful, but I hope it was moderately helpful at least a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, Again, I just want to remind you that you should always be writing and continue to write because you're going to write a hundred bad things before you write one good thing. That's the, that's the saying, right? <laughs> you need to 
continuously work on your craft and get better and you're constantly getting better because as you work to absorb material you are constantly taking in things from other people and from the work that you surround yourself with and constantly evolving your own work like a little Pokemon going up in levels and it's really important that you continue at it and you don't get discouraged and one day you will be so much better than when you started and maybe you won't even notice it's happening but it is it's happening and you're getting better and I'm proud of you and so is tapioca so you are a little sponge (laughs) you're a little sponge and you're constantly absorbing the material of the world around you and just remember that as your little sponge you can sort of filter you know and recognize what things that you come into contact with that you enjoy and think would work well for you and what things you don't like and even seeing things that you don't like in media is beneficial to you because then you can sort of recognize why didn't I like that and then you can avoid that in your own work so sponge up everything good and bad and recognize why things are good and why things are bad and then apply them to your own work Uh, sometimes this happens subconsciously sometimes you have to put in a little bit more conscious effort just depends on how I don't know in tune you are in with the specific media that you're intaking you know that's that's it that's just how you get better as a writer and you're always getting better like a little sim you know working on your book (laughs) and you know um yeah that's that's it this will unfortunately be the last Tuesday that we're spending together for a little bit here. Uh, as again, I'm going off to college, so doing a bit of a break. Uh, I don't know when I'll be back, if I'll be back, but know that if you ever need anything about your writing or you want more tips or anything, please feel free to reach out to me. I will be checking my email. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns that you would like to send my way for Friday, better get them in soon. Uh, You can email them to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarcark.org. And yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. I I I wanted to do a little bit of a wrap up, you know, but, or I thought, hey, why don't I, uh, why don't I share some work from, you know, the first time I ever sat down and wrote anything and then it was bad and I didn't want to put you through that because it wasn't like I'm embarrassed. Well, it was, but it was more like it's so terrible that if you had to sit here and listen to it, it would hurt. And I didn't want to do that to you. Uh, So instead, there was a little bit of a writer's lesson told in a jumbled format that I don't know if it makes sense to anyone other than myself. So sorry, but uh, that's just how I talk. And uh, then a little bit of a yeah, you can do it. Believe in yourself, which I think is important. So, yeah, of course, you're always writing. You're always getting better. And like I said, we're proud of you. So keep at it and believe in yourself. Well, that will do it for me for today. Don't worry, I'll be back tomorrow, of course. So I'll see you then. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Just said that, but you know, part of my outro. Uh, stay safe out there. Peyton and Tapioca. Over and out.